Good morning, everyone. My name is Jason York. I'm your host of the York Podcast Show. Thank you for joining me this morning. It is December... What is it? It's the 12th today. It's Saturday morning. Yeah. What a fucking morning. Um, <clears throat> clear my throat here. So if I cough, I'm fine. I live in a very... Um, how do I say? I live in a studio, and the heat is horrible in here. Um, so it's like you got to get up three three hundred times, like in an hour, to turn the heat on, turn on the AC, whatever. So my throat's a, a little bit, it's a bit dry. So forgive me. Um, okay, so we'll talk about the pandemic just for a minute. So uh, Canadian officials are basically saying, look, what we projected two three weeks ago could possibly be twice or three times as worse as uh, what we've projected. Look, Canada needs to, like, seriously, you people need to wake the fuck up. I went into a gas station yesterday, and it's, like, the first time I've done that, like, in months. I, I never do, but I forgot my bank card, so I had to go in there and tap the thing with my phone. I walk in, of course, there's a guy at the fucking counter with no mask, and I'm just like, ugh, buddy. Anyways... um. <clears throat> And then, of course, you know, the people at the till were just kind of like, I said, hey, that guy shouldn't even be in here. And they're like, oh, 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 oh. like that. Yeah. OK. Anyway, so um, good thing is I didn't go near that guy. That guy was walking out and I was like, whoa, avoid you by like 300 feet as quick as possible. Um, OK, so <clears throat> the vaccine Moderna. Canadian officials have basically said, look, we need this ASAP. And I guess Canada has purchased an extra 20 million vials. And in the, oh, what, who brought that out today? Uh, Canadian press, who was it? Anyways, the story is this morning, and, and again, it's funny, like, the, 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 the article that I read this morning, um, oh, who was it? Basically, they're saying, we got to get this, we got to get this, we got to get this as soon as possible, and then right down the end, but... <clears throat> We still just need to keep things in perspective and, you know, uh, we need to be patient. We need to be calm. And it's like, you know what? <laughs> People in Canada aren't getting us. And that's the unfortunate thing. <clears throat> so let's let's get this shit rolling in here. And, and talking to a, a number of friends and family... I think people are starting to really legitimately get scared of going into work now. I, I knew this was coming. And again, from day one, I've always said it's because of the lackadaisic uh, bullshit that this government here in British Columbia has been feeding us. You know, the stay calm. Like, those are slogans. There needs to be severe, swift, firm, active action. And I'm predicting right now is what's going to happen is they're going to keep this bitch open. They're going to keep the economy open. That's that's a done deal. But you know when they're going to shut this down? Right after Christmas. That's when they're going to do it. Because if what they're saying and what they predicted yesterday and and basically saying, look, our projection of three, four weeks ago, we're possibly going to be doubling, maybe tripling that in the next four weeks. That's a lot of people, folks. That's over 50, 60, 70,000 cases a day in Canada. Guess what, folks? Now you're starting to hear the, 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 the hospitals and, and the nurses and the doctors saying, you know what, we're tapped. And I've said this from day one. British Columbia, Alberta are not built for this pandemic. And it makes no sense why the government is like, you know what, let's just keep this bitch open here. 
And you got Bonnie saying like, like a month and a half ago, no, we're not going to shut this down because I don't want everything to go to the underworld. Like I said, what the fucking Bay and, and A&W and, and KFC and the Gap and Nike, you're all going to just start rebuilding downstairs in the basement. Say, yeah, come on in. You know, what's you know, what's going to be underground fucking Bob's Bob's hair barber shop or something. You know, Lucy's hair shop, big deal. But there's a sense of frustration like never before this week. You can feel it. You can sense it. I went downtown the other day, had my masks on. And I don't know, maybe a hundred people were on Robson Street, like the whole street. But again, I'll say like what I don't understand is what's the difference between walking around outside and being inside? When you're outside in the cooler air, aren't you going to more or less be forced to breathe a little bit heavier and more bullshit come out of your cage? This is what I don't understand. You got Joe Biden saying, look, the first 20 seconds I'm in, I'm in the White House. Masks are mandatory in and out. This is, this is strange, folks. I'm not digging it. <clears throat> Anyways, okay, so... I, um, we'll leave that there. Okay, so, talked to a few people in the last few days about the art and uh, working on this one piece of Wayne Gretzky. Getting a lot of good, good feedback on that piece. Um, I think that's, that's gonna, <laughs> that's gonna move pretty quick. And I'm, and I'm thrilled and I'm excited. But it's funny, in the last few days, there's been more people, I've had three people in the last two, three days, what were you thinking? What were you feeling and all that stuff? And so, you know, it's, it's always, don't kid yourself. Artists love talking about themselves. Okay. Most of us do. Okay. Um, and I, I think you, you, you get better at it. I think you do. I think you start to, and it's funny too, because like I sit there sometimes and I watch these interviews with these people in, you know, rock and roll and these actors and they, they, they get, you know, the, they roll the eyes and it's like, oh, fuck, here we go again. And it's, it's tiresome. I don't mind talking about this, but I get it now. I, I'm, I'm not like on a platform of, of you know, megastar or anything like that. But sometimes I, I, I can roll my eyes and like, oh, yeah, here we go. Yeah, this is what I was thinking. This is what I was feeling. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. And then there's times I don't mind getting into it one bit. I love it. Okay. And it's funny because last night I was talking to a friend and we were talking about, you know, sort of the, 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 the career and how I, how I became an artist. And it's always, and, and I say this, I'm going to touch, touch on this because I was watching an interview this morning that, had, that I had watched before with, with, uh, with Hockney. And Hockney's talking about Van Gogh. And, and it's just so, so brilliant. And Hockney's this older gent now, and he's still smoking, and he's in his studio, and he's got this sort of, there's a little bit of this, this tiny rasp on the back, back ends of his sort of laughter and all that stuff. But he's got this smooth, sort of thin champagne voice, and it's beautiful. It's just absolutely jaw-dropping listening to him. And he's talking about Van Gogh, and he's talking about... This, this print that he's got in his studio 
And he talks about how, you know, Van Gogh would have been a rich man if he was alive for 10 more years and all that stuff. But he really dives into describing this piece and, and basically says, you could tell that he loved painting, you know. And I, I, I just, that, there, there's, there's moments through that interview he sort of touches on that a little bit here, a little bit there. And... You know, there's there's another my all-time favorite piece. Uh, so so here, I'll stay with this. Is as I'm listening to that, I see below how painting saved, how a painting saved this this movie star's life, and it was Bill Murray. And I I've heard this story, but I've never heard it right from him. And sure enough, um, this this story this this moment I think happens in a lot of people's lives. And for whatever reason, it's about art. It's about something that that stopped them dead in their tracks, woke them up, and created a sense of hope. And the story is Bill Murray had a, a, an audition. I believe he, he shit the bed. He didn't do too well in it. He decided to, okay, you know what? That's it. I'm, I'm done doing this. I, I'm not going on any further. I'll just walk to Lake Michigan and, you know, adios, take care of everyone. Saranara. And the bottom line is he ended up in front of the Museum of Art of Chicago. And so he went in and, you know, that, that museum, I don't know if it's still the same, but even when I went uh, 10, 12 years ago, it was by donation. And for what it sounded like is that Bill was flat ass fucking broke. So he just walked through and he eventually, it's, it's coffee sip time. Hang on. He eventually came up to this piece that, um, again, we're in the uh, Chicago Museum. Um, it, the, the Song of the Lark. And I, I've met several people that have said that that is truly one of their all-time favorite pieces of art. And, and Jules Brenton, French painter, um, his one of uh, another piece, uh, The Weeders, is my second all-time favorite painting. And I was absolutely enthralled by this piece. I have a story that I, I'm going to add to that because it's, again, I don't know what happens. It's it's invisible, it's transparent, but there's this invisible transparent bridge, this this thing that happens between person and and canvas, and it's honesty. I mean, I, I mean, it, it's 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 whatever you're feeling, and you can get real with that feeling that's you being honest and bill murray's story is he's standing in front of this piece and the song of the lark is 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 a it is a jaw-dropping um raw beautiful piece of art it really really is and again um jules with his unbelievable sunsets and sunrises are just i mean the, the colors in those suns is it's just so soothing and so calming and it's just it's this calming electric sort of feeling and so i guess bill is standing in front of this piece and his eye catches this the 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 sun and it's you know the sunrise and he realizes in that moment that tomorrow the sun will come up and it will come up again and it will come up again and it will come up again after that day and he he more or less realized that there was this 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 
thing, this thing of hope struck within him. And it, it, he was human and he realized, okay, I'm human. And you know what? The sun's going to come up tomorrow. That's not a bad thing. It's a good thing, right? And, and, and I can't even begin to tell you how many times where I've heard people talk about that piece, but not like that. And I will say, um, when I seen, um, I seen the, the, the weeders in the Met last year and it did something to me. And what it did to me was, again, it was the same thing. I just got locked in on this incredible, beautifully well-painted sunrise And I, I looked at that. Now, that painting has always been my second favorite painting of all time. And I, you know, I'm, I'm in this room, this, this large room. And there was about two or three people sort of way over there on the other side. And it, but it's just me standing in front of this piece. And I, I'm not going to lie. I got emotional. I just stood there and I was just frozen stuck. And I was like, God, I love this piece. And for me, what, I, what, what really shook within me was as I as I looked at this piece I, I realized a how beautiful it was as an artist you 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 start to realize there's a lot of work it's a process um, I would like to think and feel and believe that I have felt respect towards artists their work the process but when I walked away from that painting, something in me said, we could do even more. We could do even better. And then that word came up within me. And it was just like, Jay, you need to, to really start to respect this process far more greater than you ever have. No bullshit. That's what came up within me. And... <clears throat> I remember carrying on throughout the day in the mat and I realized that everything that has ever come into my life, you, you get to a point in your age and you realize talk's cheap. And when you start applying respect to all areas of your life, the process, the beginnings, people, you know, whether it's personal, whether it's, it's business, when you really truly respect something, somebody, you'll get respect. And that right there, folks, is profound. Like really, truly respecting someone else, their, their prerogative, their ideas, their decisions, their, their time, their space, their, their routine, their work, their, their, their circle over there of friends. And that is when you've taken yourself out of the equation. You, you, it's, it, you matter, but you don't. And, and you, can, you can respect that, them, whatever. That is, that is an amazing place to be. And when I came home... I started to really begin a, a, a different approach in the studio, 
and really, really, truly respecting the process. And what, what, and, and what really happened was I remember standing in front of that piece and there was something in me, and, and this happened at the, 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 the MoMA as well. Um, and there was something in me that I kind of wanted to walk away. And something in me said, no, stay. And I remember walking away and then coming back to the piece with my eyes open and I started to see all the corners of this piece. See, sometimes you have to take a step back to really appreciate the full canvas. And the more you do that, the more you respect the process. I'm Jason York, your host. Thank you for listening. If you go outside, wear a mask. If you go inside, don't be a douchebag. Wear a mask. You just might save your life of someone else and yourself. Have a good day.